live from Washington, D.C. This is Backroom Politics with moderator Justin Russell. And good day out there in Radio Land. It is time for the best political talk show you've never heard of. It is Backroom Politics live from Studio A in Podcast Village in Upper Georgetown in Washington, D.C., Joining me here in studio, he is the former Undersecretary of Commerce for International Trade, the one we know as the Honorable Alan Moore. Hello, Alan. Hello, Justin. And to my 11 o'clock, he is the retired one-star Navy Admiral from your United States Navy. I guess that would be redundant. The retired one-star Navy Admiral from your United States Navy would be redundant. I like but, the Navy part, though. Yeah, uh, twice. twice is cool. Yeah, it's yeah, very it is. cool. I'm really uh, Navy. Admiral, Admiral, yeah, Admiral Ken Carradine is in studio with us. Uh, the sleepless new father of the group, Dan Lipner Esquire is here to my one o'clock. Dan, how you doing? Have you gotten any sleep lately? Uh, let's see. Kid needs to be fed about every two hours. The answer is no. No. Okay. Very good. <laughs> and uh, oh, I thought joining us. I thought online with us was Laura Chavez, but apparently Laura has dropped off. Hopefully, she'll join us back. Hey, uh, we're going in depth today on a situation that continues to develop. Uh, we record. This segment on Tuesdays up and joining us again from the winter hinterlands of Chicago is Laura Chavez. Laura, hello. Hello again. Are, are you are you officially thought out? Uh, you know, I don't know if I'd say it's official, but I'm I'm getting there. I'm Good. I'm almost I'm thawed adjacent. And joining us from New York City, she is the former attorney for then. Uh, presidential candidate Hillary Clinton in the 2016 campaign. She is the one we know as Sharmila Chari. Hi, Sharmila. Hi, Justin. We miss you. I know I miss you guys, too. I wish I was in beautiful D.C. right now, although it's a balmy 60 degrees in New York, so I can't complain. Yeah, I don't think you could. Hey, we're going to go in-depth about something. Uh, again, we brought... Oh, and by the way, Rob, the engineer, is keeping us honest. They're behind the glass. He waves a lot. Uh, we record this on Tuesdays, <laughs> and... As of right now, the story out of Richmond, Virginia, the capital of the Commonwealth, last Friday, news broke that there was some very disturbing pictures in the Eastern Virginia Medical School yearbook of 1984, which uh, on this on the page of Dr. Ralph Northam, who is our current governor here in the Commonwealth of Virginia is a picture of one individual in complete blackface and another individual dressed up in a KKK outfit. Now, this picture was put out there by a uh, a alt-right wing website known as Big League Politics, not to be confused with backroom politics, which is definitely not alt-right. Uh, the picture then the, the picture then went viral. It happened a few days after some very controversial comments were made about the new abortion laws in Virginia. Uh, about what, you're shaking your head. It, yeah, it's not a new law. It, oh, was, no, no. it was a proposed proposal. Law I'm sorry, you're right. Late term abortion. You're, you're right. And the, the the governor who 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 is a doctor, a pediatric right. neurologist, made some unfortunate 
comments taken maybe a little out of context, but were so out there that it was very troubling. Right. So anyway, uh, yeah, we, I don't think we need to mix and match the issues, the pictures. Well, well, hold on, hold on. But that's how it started. Hold on, this, uh, let, they're, they're tied in now. They, they are tied in. Hold the, on, let me finish. Let me finish. Uh, as a result, uh, the governor originally came out with a written statement that said, "Hey." Uh, I am sorry for this picture. I'm sorry for the people that it hurts. And then, in a complete crazy reversal, there's a press conference on Saturday where he says that not only is he not resigning, that he's not even in the picture. Uh, And then it involves like a weird Michael Jackson dance off with blackface and everything. We'll talk about that in a second. Yeah, no, this quote matters. The I remember every time I've been in blackface, there was a time I was in a Michael Jackson. Right, right. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Easy, easy, Dan. But you mentioned Michael Jackson as though it was the same thing. They were separate. No, they are separate. No, no, and we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But. The ah. let me let me brief this up you, for a second. You, you got to it, but you but, but you, everybody's jumping it was misleading. in. Can I moderate this show, please? It, anyway, we're trying to help you here, Justin. Okay, good God. Anyway, the this has led to all kinds of questions. It has drawn the ire of pretty much everybody in the Democratic Party and the in the Republican Party, even. Um. Then, on top of that, just when you think it couldn't get weirder, the heir apparent, if the governor, Northam, should resign, the up-and-rising lieutenant governor of Virginia, one Justin Fairfax, is now being accused of possible sexual assault at a Democratic National Convention in 2008, which now puts his... 2004. 2004, excuse me. Uh, puts his political issues out there for the viewing. Let's get that to- That said, the Washington Post sorry, said they've investigated and couldn't find any evidence. Not, not to say it no, no, couldn't it be, could true, be true, but we'll, but get, we'll get to that, it's, too. It's we're going we're gonna to cover all that. This is in They couldn't today. corroborate either side. Right. Right. That, right. Let, all right. Let's get to this, first of all. Um, Admiral Ken. The, the issue, we've heard people say that this is, this is something that happened 30 years ago, that Ralph Northam has, in fact, done good things in his professional career, in his personal life, in his political career, that has actually helped push forward the issue of equality to minority citizens, uh, racial equality, uh, e- economic equality, economic parity. D- Nobody's giving him a pass on this. Why? Well, and I addressed this on, on my LinkedIn page over the weekend, and quite frankly, the reason that he is not getting a pass on this is because um, initially he did not own the event, and then two, he gave that meandering, crazy press conference on Saturday. And I think that may have eroded any possible uh, possibility for him to uh, turn turn this into something other than the disaster that it is. Look, uh, you know, I, I think Northam and I are within a few years of the same age, um, and you know, I'm, I'm a firm believer that people evolve. Uh, I am not the same guy I was when I was in my 20s, 
Um, and I'm pretty sure most of the people who are close to my age or older sitting around this table probably weren't the same people that they were in their 20s too. But the bottom line is this. Um, the, the people that are advising him on how to communicate and deal with this have failed him miserably. The number one thing that he should have done was, you know what? I screwed up. This is bad. This is real bad. I offer my apologies to those who I've hurt. Uh, this does not represent who I am today, nor does it represent who I've been for the last 25 or 30 years. Look at my record and end it at that. Own it. But he didn't do that. And so I think and I think he didn't do that. And, he, and I think because he did not do that, he set himself up um, to be in the situation that he's in now. And I don't see any way out of it except for him to resign. But, well, uh, go ahead, Alan. Yeah, just, first. Just, and, and, my, sorry, my, my impression, so that he made two appearances before the press. He, he spoke from a desk in which he, he did, in fact, apologize, apologized for the picture. Said, that was, that was, I was a Friday night Said I was video. really sorry. Said I'm really sorry that I did that. That's not who I am. The next day, my point. he came back. If he had stopped on day you, one, you're saying exactly what right. I'm saying. No, no, no. You said if he had done, he but didn't. You, he completely undid it, Alan. I, no, th- I agree with you. You indic- what? You, what it sounded like you said was he didn't ever do that in the first place. Alan, he needed to stop Alan, after Friday. Maybe that's what you meant, but that's not what I heard you say. Right, hold we, on. We are we are we're, qu- qu- we are quibbling over some details. Not right. to say they're completely irrelevant. However, in this case, the quibbling, I, I think we're, you're we're, in agreement. We're, we're, yeah, you're in agreement. That said, the the first from what I saw of the first apology, while it, the content was there as far as what you're supposed to do, it wasn't very good. No, it um, wasn't. That's the thing. And and then the second press conference was just a train wreck. And oh, yeah. the so he, abs, so for t- stepping away from just the horrors of the actual thing, for anyone out there watching politics, this is... Uh, for political professionals, this is how not to handle a situation. Absolutely, that was absolutely I mean, this is, wrong. This is crisis his, his, 101. His, his comms team should have sat down and pounded on him on every possible approach to what any question he could have or thrown at him. At, like he could have survived this. This was absolutely not how to handle it. But, but here's here's the thing about it is, and Sharma, let me go to you. The, the one thing I noticed is when this came out. The, the the literally the IP address had not recharged fully when this picture hit that everybody in the Democratic Party was going to social media saying Ralph Northam's got to go Ralph Northam's got to go he's got to be it, it almost looks like the identical that we saw with Al Franken are would the Democrats have been better off just seeing how this plays out, how the governor actually worked it, and then come out with the he's got to go or let you know let's back him up a little bit. Was there any backing Ralph Northam before the press conference? Look, the truth is that the Democratic Party doesn't have a ton of say how individual you know Democratic elected officials or just you know people who are famously identified as Democrats are going to react to any given situation. Yes, if every Democrat you know was on a listserv and we could coordinate our responses as a whole, obviously it would have been better to see how you know to wait and see how Northam came out and addressed these allegations before everyone kind of piled on this bandwagon. 
But, you know, the truth is that I think the Democrats are feeling very skittish right now because they are in this position where they are constantly not just hammering the president, but, you know, other GOP officials for any acts of kind of, you know, hypocrisy or kind of non-alignment with American or sort of, you know, more tolerant values. And so they can't be caught, you know, not, not, you know, not subjecting one of their own to the same treatment if he behaves the same way. And so I think that's why you see Democrats feel this incredibly, you know, um, this incredible imperative to get ahead of these situations and to not be accused as the party of, you know, of the party of the status quo and the party that's willing to, you know, say, oh, well, times were different back then and, you know, it's okay as long as he's not, you know, a racist now. Um, you, you see that the younger part of the Democratic base and the more left-leaning part of the Democratic base is not willing to accept that anymore. Admiral Ken, the point, and, the, and there are mainstream Democratic candidates that won't accept it anymore. Admiral Ken. So the point, the point, the, the other point that I tried to make in the, uh, the, the, uh, the, the brief comment on, on, uh, in social media was the fact that I don't, I don't know Ralph Northam, um, but I do know a number of people whose hearts and minds have changed with regard to race relations uh, as they've come up through life. I firmly believe that people who have gone through that metamorphosis, who are in positions of leadership, are probably the ones best suited to lead this country in trying to basically find a way for us to learn how to live together in the 21st century and beyond. I believe that firmly. Um, I do have a. I've got a hard time with um, the fact that you know here's a person who you know arguably you know is is risen to be the governor of one of the major states on the East Coast, and he's not smart enough, or does not smart. It's not smart enough to handle it himself, or not smart enough to get people around him to better handle a situation. And that's that's the part that I find troubling too. Dan Lipner. So. Stepping back from this, and it was the Al Franken thing was also mentioned, I've been consistently uncomfortable with the idea that you're not allowed to make mistakes. And the Democratic Party um, has sort of... We, we, has the Democratic Party become sanctimonious? Um, both parties are sanctimonious. But in this case, the... the and I, I've, I, I've, I've thrown in different ways, but in... In uh, in this case, I've thrown at some of my Democratic friends who uh, were very quick to uh, say Al Franken had to go, who I firmly think was uh, mistreated. Franken, as far as the scandal goes, uh, he handled it very well from his point of view, asking to be investigated, asking for everything, apologizing, and he was still just pummeled for handling it appropriately. The for the actions themselves were there. You can't undo something that occurred, but you can choose how you respond to it in the future. Um, so there's a contrast between him and Northam. However, that's not the bigger peril for the Democratic Party. In both of these cases, jumping up and down, saying how quick and these guys have to resign. They're both guys. Uh, th these guys have to resign. However, knowing full well the seat itself is safe because a Democrat was going to replace them. So the next time there is an issue and that, that is unforgivable, but it's a little less safe, do we actually hold those same positions? Or do suddenly we start hemming and high and go, well, you know, we can forgive them in this case because, you know, a Republican governor might appoint somebody or... Uh, 
it, it, it's far more perilous in the future to hold these positions wait, wait, and not whoa, whoa, actually be nuanced hold, hold in what it means. I, because hold, hold, of how that, poorly, that is a dang, that, but, but that's a dangerous poorly, political. That's a dangerous political slope you're walking down. I'm suggesting it's I'm suggesting it's nuanced. In this case, I wasn't exactly there that Northam needed to resign. The fact that he's handled this so poorly and clearly didn't get it, that he, he is the he, he is the face of his state. And he I think he could have survived this, but he has failed. And because of that, and now also add to the political grandstanding by everyone who's running for president, which isn't doing him any favors. Which we're that get, said, yeah, I want to get into that. That, too. that said, that's not his problem. His problem is what he could control himself, and he has failed dramatically. I, I, so, but th- that slope is a thing, and we're not actually setting an, a standard that for for what we truly believe and where somebody can be forgiven, where they can't. It's right. what is intolerable in the moment, and that's a problem. Let me go to Admiral Ken. We are still at a place in this country where race is a very uncomfortable subject, and how to deal with it. Our history with it is bizarre. It's not. It's not good. And we're at a place from a generation perspective where I think uh, we are we're, we're dealing with the last vestiges of where where crazy stuff like like this picture were taken and put into a school a, a major college a medical school's uh, yearbook. I mean, holy cow! And but they I, you actually know, had to do away with the yearbook because that crap kept showing up year after year after year. We're, 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 I think we're at a crossroads, and I and I like to believe, and this may be completely naivete on my part, that as we go forward, we'll see less and less. But you know, with regard to you know whether Ralph Northam could have survived this or not, Richard Byrd was a Klansman. Richard Byrd was a Klansman. And he basically, Robert, I'm sorry, Robert, 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 who hold on, literally stood on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Robert Byrd was a Klansman. And he managed to put that in his rearview mirror and, and basically went on to lead, lead West Virginia for all of his people. Now, you want to bring up George Wallace having a, have, being, being a, an original son of Alabama? No love in my heart for George Wallace. He never saw the light. He never in saw the eighties. He never saw when he was when he was. I'm just suggesting there, there there's some complications there. So uh, George Wallace, the history that is in the history books that everyone knows. You got twenty seconds. Standing in literally standing in the schoolhouse door, preventing people from com- coming in, saying we we will keep the segregation alive. Getting elected to, I believe, his fifth term of, as, or fourth or fifth term as governor in the eighties, ten seconds on the backs of of African American Democrats in Alabama and apologizing to them for just that is right. a remarkable political turn. All right, I don't want to go down. Not, should, should I did not, not want to go down this rabbit hole yet. I, I mean, it matters. It, 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 it does. It, it actually really it, does but, matter. Wait, wait, first of all, we're talking about we're, we're talking about two. We're trying to bring up the legacy of two dead politicians. As much as the legacy matters, we've got a whole different situation right now where we are literally talking about the political future and the reputation of a governor of a major state here on the East Coast of the actions he took in his medical yearbook 30 some odd years ago. This is something that, you know, and, and it's and it's no different than what happened with Brett Kavanaugh. And but I, I don't want to go too far the bird I, I don't want to go too far down the bird. I'm not I'm not saying that 
wearing blackface and drinking beer are the same thing. Taking these things in isolation is uh, exactly the mistake we don't want to do. We uh, actually uh, have and to I'm put sorry, it all together. And I'm sorry, where Kavanaugh was concerned... And Brett Kavanaugh's uh, issue wasn't drinking beers. It, and, and with Kavanaugh's situation, there was no uh, there was no material evidence. This material evidence is all over the freaking evidence. All right, like, all right. Look, look, I did not want... Look, look the, 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 the reality is right now is that I didn't want to get this deep into it. You said I want, in depth. I, 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 okay, I said in depth. This not issue actually does actually more, more than no, many no, no. demands it. So, 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 Dan made a really interesting point. I think about sort of a cautionary note for political parties. In this case, it's the Democrats. The Republicans right. should be careful too. In the case of Al Franken and now Ralph Northam, everybody ganged up pretty darn fast, and they knew that they weren't going to to lose the seat. To the opposition party, there was a there was a Democratic governor in Minnesota who was going to who was going to uh, appoint a replacement Democrat. In the case of Northam, um, it was well known that the lieutenant governor would step up, and he's a very attractive, um, uh, up and coming African American uh, politician. And it's like, wow, what a great replacement given the awkwardness of all of this until, oops, now there's an accusation against him, um, not substantiated, but a genuine accusation. And if you are Democrat, Me Too-oriented people, um, are you going to automatically believe her? She's apparently a grown-up, credible there was a, apparently a, a time they were together. Some of it was consensual. She says then it went, then it went off the rails. He says no, um, no witnesses. But if you're the demo, if you're Democrats, are you going to now believe her, or are you going to say we need to know more he, about this? He, he, here's the here's the problem with all of this. There's the there's politics we're involved ju- in all of this, I, and that's I, I Dan's. Agree. Cautionary I, note. I, I, that I agree with, but, but you know, again, you know, if, if we're going to continue and rehash and chase the ghosts of dead Republicans and dead Democrats, not chasing the ghosts, we're learning from history. But, but again, and I, and I think we have, and I think what's happened is, you know, now we've now we've got a current situation where we have to make a determination: does what we've seen cause is enough cause? For the governor of Virginia to lose his job. And uh, hold that thought. We're going to come back. We're not done with this. We're going to come back. Uh, Sharma, Laura Chavez, uh, stay with us, I hope. We're here inside Studio A here in Podcast Village. Just the best political talk show you've never heard of. This is Backroom Politics. We'll be back in a couple minutes. Yeah, every. A year ago, we parted, and I was downhearted. Just being friends would never do And now we're reacquainted And all the stars seem fresh painted And here's what I long to say to you Hello, heartstring Where have you been? If you could only read my mind What a tale you'd find If I could I would be bound forever And I'd never sever me from you You won't believe it's true 
Washington, D.C. This is Backroom Politics with moderator Justin Russell. And we're back here in Studio A here at Podcast Village in Upper Georgetown, Washington, D.C. for Backroom Politics in-depth. And my God, we are going in-depth today. Uh, we're going to continue our discussion on the on the delicate situation in Richmond here in the Commonwealth of Virginia, where Governor Ralph Northam is... I guess, entrenching himself and fighting for his political life as the questions still come out about his um, tasteless photo that was found in his yearbook from 1984, uh, where there's an individual in blackface and an individual dressed in a KKK outfit. Uh, the governor has said that it is, it was him, then it wasn't him, and then just a disaster press conference, but we've already gone over that. Uh, Charmelet, let me go to you. When we saw the backlash that came from Al Franken, it, I, I think it even deteriorated Kristen Gillibrand's uh, ability to be a serious, serious contender for the presidency in 2020. Is all the re- is the reaction of the Democrats that are in the race right now, or potentially in the race right now? And a majority of Democrats in spotlight positions, is that a dangerous move for the entire party to be calling for him right now? I mean, is there going to be a chance this could be another Al Franken situation? I mean, I think I already answered this question earlier, but um, I do think that I think both Al Franken and um, Ralph Northam were kind of, you know, this this information, coincidentally or not, came out at, you know, sort of 
they, they were victims of bad timing. Um, you know, the Al Franken allegations came sort of like the peak of the you know, righteous anger around the Me Too movement and sort of right at the intersection of when Me Too was hitting politics and kind of, you know, a lot of political, you know, people were getting, politicians were getting um, sort of called out for this type of behavior. Um, and there was a lot of conflation going on between, you know, a story of actual sexual assault and a story of sexual harassment and a story of maybe, you know, poor taste in a, you know, gendered context. Those were, those were all getting conflated. Um, you know, had the Al Franken situation come out now, I think the answer, the response would have been a lot more nuanced. Same thing, you know, this, this revelation about Ralph Northam is coming off the heels of Steve King's pretty, you know, inflammatory and disastrous comments uh, to the New York Times regarding, you know, race and white supremacy and all that. And so, um, but Steve King you know, still and, has a job seeing, right now. Who still has a job right now, right? And who has have a committee anymore? Though. Kind of not on committee, but successfully, you know, resisted calls to resign. Even though, you know, you could say that the majority of the Republican caucus kind of jumped on that bandwagon too. Right. A lot of people after the Steve King comments, you know, Republican leaders said this guy's got to go. You know, some people were more explicit. Some people were more oblique. But a lot of them came out and said directly, this guy's got to get got to get out of here. Like he's not he's no longer fit to be serving in the U.S. Congress. And so you see that Ralph Northam has some examples of, you know, if he, he can stay and be a neutered leader who doesn't have the sort of moral credibility, moral or political credibility anymore, or he can step down and sort of, you know, be a quote-unquote victim of this kind of pylon, neither, neither of which are good options. So I don't think – and I, I do agree with Dan's point that, you know, there's another set of fortuitous circumstances that's behind this, right? You know, again, Minnesota, there was a Democratic governor. They knew Al Franken would be replaced by a Democrat. Uh, same here in Virginia. They know the lieutenant governor is a Democrat, you know, or at least they, you know, they, they were confident in his ability to step up before, you know, these new allegations about him have come out. And so, yes, there, I mean, there is a, we can't pretend that cynicism is not a part of politics. Um, and so, yeah, I think the Democrats are probably going to continue this path of sort of, you know, demand resignation first, ask questions later until the situation no longer serves them. Alan Moore. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't have anything to add uh, other than that, you know, unfortunately now there's this, this set of questions about the, the attorney general, I'm sorry about the the lieutenant governor. governor. Um, It, 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 in an odd way, it gives Northam a short little breathing spell and I think he's got to go, but it, he's, he's struggling trying to figure this out. You've got every, uh, every Democrat who is announced for, for the presidency and most who are, are known to be considering it have called for him to step down. Uh, Hillary Clinton has called. Biden has. It's interesting that one person we've not heard from on the on the Democratic side Barack is Obama. President Obama. Um, that doesn't mean he doesn't have an opinion. We may or may not hear from him. He may also feel I don't. I'm pretty certain he need, campaigned for need him. To, to, yeah. He did. He. Um, but but uh, it, it's just interesting. Um, if if by chance, and I'm not predicting this. Um, uh, we're going to know a lot more about the lieutenant governor and these charges against him. At least we're going to know more detail. We'll probably have to smoke so, out who this person is, this woman who's brought the charge. Just so you know the, the sequence, because I looked it up, 
if for some reason the lieutenant governor who uh, can't serve it it becomes the attorney general, general. and then after that uh, the, the is it the, attorney general the, the democrat speaker. or republican i don't know this no it's a democrat, democrat. mark mark herring um and then it becomes a uh, the, the the speaker of the house who's a republican um uh, in in but but here's the question just, i have you know, oh, those are just, but he, here's the question i have though facts. is we saw everybody pile on to ralph northern for the the absolutely horrible picture in his yearbook and his response. And his resp- on hold day on, hold two. on. No, I'm talking. I'm just, I'm just talking about the pig pile on started literally when that picture hit. I mean, they were literally driving to Twitter accounts, going yes, he calling for Ralph Northam's head. But that was before these allegations came out about Justin Fairfax. Uh, uh, Is there a double standard that we're well, playing uh, here? Well, unfortunately, I also need to quote Donald Trump on this one. Uh, I'm trying to remember who Northam uh, beat for the race. Gillespie. Uh, Gillespie's yeah, no, Gillespie. opposi- opposition research team. How the hell did they not pull the yearbook? Oh, well, yeah. Well, we can get into the political <laughs> idiocy of- They will next time. Yeah, yeah, guess what? I mean, that's, that's political what malpractice. Get. They should be refunding money on that one. <laughs> yes. Um, so, uh, the- uh, so yeah, there's there's uh, so many things. That play we there. haven't we have not seen the pig pile that we saw with Ralph Northam. We, we've also on seen, Justin Fairfax. We, we've also seen nobody be a state person on this. No no man or woman has spoken up in in any kind of meaningful way. Yes, it's a horrible thing, but nobody has taken a a rhetorical swipe at this to be bigger than the moment. Dude, not Admiral a single K- soul. If, Admiral Ken, if, 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 hold on, hold on, there, Admiral Ken. If there were photographic evidence of Justin Fairfax doing something untoward, if there were audio tapes, if there were videotapes, then I think you would still... This, but the, the, hold on, the look, accusation I, I, I mean, of an individual I, I'm isn't answer, the same? I, I'm answering the question, okay. okay? I'm answering the question. I think if, if you had that same level of photographic evidence that you've got with Ralph Northam, Northam then I think you would see the same kind of piling on. That you see in the Northam case, uh, and again, I go back to what I said before. Our country has a very uncomfortable association with racism, and I think that you know that given given the circumstances, given the type, what I mean by by circumstances, given who this person is, i.e., the governor of a state with a, a very very troubled history when it comes to racism, and given the fact that. We are dealing with a uh, 24-hour news cycle and social media and the graphic the graphic nature of the photographs. How could you not expect there to be a pile-on? Seriously. But, but again, <laughs> you know, it, 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 it just strikes me as odd that, you know, we're not seeing, again, the accusations there, whether it's corroborated or not, Justin Fairfax has absolutely his, his absolutely due process coming to him. I hear what you're saying, but but Justin, the fact of the matter is, it's an accusation. Then, there is no political due process. There, 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 yeah, there's the accusation uh, against, against here is clear and, and, and present evidence that something untoward with this guy went on. On top of the fact, he gave that ridiculous press conference on Saturday. But, uh, the press but, conference aside, I mean, because that was just a botched a, a botched public relations nightmare. Sure. That was a train wreck, yes, I think. Was. And, and not taken away from the fact. I mean, look, the fact is, again, you don't go up into a press conference and saying, you know, you know, as some, you know, I've never. That's not me. But 
You know, if you that's were not to wear me that time, yeah, that's not me that time. But I did wear blackface in a Michael Jackson and, oh, by the way, dance can, can, off. Can you still moon dance? Yeah, and, 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 oh, by the way, it takes three days to get this stuff off. That, that's ridiculous. I mean, look, I'm what I will fault Governor Northam for is having political novices running that show. This should not have gotten to the statement. What I what I, what I won't say is. Are we prepared to give the governor of Virginia a pass for no. something that happened 30 years ago? No. no. Or do we? does this, well, in fact, cost him his administration? No. He's it, already it, not gotten a pass. And let's, I'm sorry. Let's, let's no, only no, go there. No, the he, pa- does, he doesn't the get a pass. The pass is coming gone. The reason that he doesn't get, he's not going to get a pass, and the reason he doesn't get a pass is because of the subsequent uh, evidence provided by him personally that he still doesn't get it. He doesn't get it. That goofy grin on his face when his wife told him that he couldn't answer the moonwalk commercial, says it all. Today, he still doesn't understand that what he did was jacked up. He doesn't understand that. And for that reason, he's not one of those people who had an issue with how he viewed the differences between the races when he was young and he, and has evolved. He still doesn't get it. And for that reason, he's you're just saying, you're saying You're saying that the governor is showing no remorse. I, I didn't say that. I said he doesn't get it. Yeah, I'm sure you're yeah, yeah, he's just not Al, expressing it. Alan Moore. Yeah, he... Tim didn't say shows no remorse. It's just that he's so ham-handed his treatment of this thing by saying, yep, I feel really bad, that's me, and that was probably enough for, for the Democrats these days. But then the next day when he said, it wasn't me— I did one time blackface, you know, in a program down in San Antonio uh, because I a a Michael Jackson skit. I had the glove and I had the 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 socks and I could moonwalk. And he's kind of chuckling about it and talking, giving some tips on putting shoe polish on your face. It was it. If the first the the first one and Ken said this and we we went back and forth uh, uh, before and I think he that I misunderstood what he said or he, whatever but but if he had stopped at day one if 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 on day one he had said that's not me in that picture I feel horrendous remorse and sadness that it's on a page in my yearbook. I can't explain that. I take ownership of it. I, but but I don't think either that's those not people me. Me. Or, right. The, but even if he'd said, even if he had not said, that's not me, even if he had basically claimed ownership of being one of the people in that which photo. Which he did, yeah. Hold on. But even if he had claimed ownership and, and, and basically stuck with the apology and went radio silent after that with and not done that stupid... Uh, that stupid conference or any of the subsequent statements, there might be room. He might basically be able to present the image that he is, he gets it and he's sorry and and we can move on from there. Sure, hold on. Sure, my, what, hunch, my hunch is he knows there's pictures of the second one. Yeah. Oh, there's got to be. I, I I bet you're correct. I mean, Sharma, I mean, is there, this, this thing's unexcusable, but... Uh, you know where do we, where do we make the breaking point for go no go on a situation like this, such as Ralph Northam? Well, again, I think we sort of discussed this before, and I think that you know, as Ken said, had Ralph Northam immediately come out right. We, we've seen time and time again with these situations. It's often not the first situation that you know 
causes the outrage. It's the response to the situation. Let me, right? let me, let me, let me know, hold on, Sharma. Sharma, let me go one step further. Uh, if he had used, for example, it, it came out in his VMI uh, yearbook at Virginia Military Institute, his nickname there was Coon Man. Is, is that enough to bring him out? Is that a hypothetical? Or is that no, a no, that, that, no, that's, that's actually true. That's, that's actually true. true. That's actually true. What, 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 what did that mean? But you should. Say, that's what I was. That, he said, that, I don't know what it meant, but, but I think no, most but of I'm, us know I'm, that for a white guy at VMI with that kind of 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 uh, nickname that shows up in the VMI yearbook knows that it's not a race neutral term. That but no, but what I'm saying is, but what I'm saying is that if if, if if that's the case, if, if it had just been that name instead of this picture. Would that have been enough to drive him out of office? Should he have resigned for that? I mean, I can't answer that hypothetical. Again, I think it right. It's not so much the situation; it's the response. As you see, everyone right. What really put the nail in Ralph Northam's coffin was the fact that he made this incredibly ham-handed, inconsistent response, and then suddenly doubled down with saying, "Oh, it's not me in this one racist photo." But there's actually another racist thing I did. Right? Like, that's what screwed him. Not the, I mean, yes, the photo was bad in and of itself. But again, as Ken said, had the, had the initial response been, you know what? I was in this photo. I deeply apologize. You know, I'm a different man now than I was. And I've dedicated my career to really, you know, advancing the rights of African-Americans. And I've really kind of learned from this horrible thing I did in my youth. That could have been surmountable, Right. It was the it was the photo in conjunction with the insane response, right? And look, had there been, there's also the question of when an like part of what part of what powered me too, and part of what's sca- powering scandals like these is that, and Steve King is another example, is that it's not it's often not just one incident; it's a series of incidents, right? If Ralph Northam had been credibly able to say there was a one incident where I demonstrated incredibly bad judgment, yet it isn't isolated incident that I've never repeated again. And then, you know, this, you know, news about this, his moniker in high school came out, that might have also been, you know, calls for him to resign. But right, you know, what I'm saying is that one incident, followed by a sincere, good, well-handled apology, usually is survivable for a politician. It's the incident coupled with a bad response, or the incident coupled by revelations of similar incidents that show a pattern of behavior. That's what people... That's what ultimately takes these guys. Dan, Dan Lipner. So the the question we're not asking, or the other than criticizing uh, the Northam communications team and Governor Northam for handling this horribly, is what actually is in his back pocket that he could have said, and so gone, gone rhetorically and said, yes, that picture isn't me. It was me at the time. It's not who I am. It's not who I was as a doctor. It's not who I was as a soldier. It's not the people that I've served. And actually going down the rabbit hole, supposedly, I mean, I don't know a whole lot about Governor Northam, and again, failure to his communications team, supposedly he's done lots of charity work with people who are impoverished in in poor communities. I'm going to go out on a limb here and suggest he's probably helped some people of color during some of that charity work. You know... Some of that, some of that could have been spoken to and said, "That's who I am now. I have learned. I have grown. There is so much more but, to but, me." But here's and, the thing: is and by looking back at myself, then I can only hope that people now don't make those same mistakes that I made then and grow from it, 
grow from further. So, so basically, it, the response is worse than the actual action itself. The actual action itself was who he was. That it, it, it's hard to it's hard to correct the sins of your past. You can't. We can't go back in time. And again, arguably, I don't know this for a fact yet because but that, nobody uh, that, has put it out there. But that argument I goes back to that, that, that he must have done things that suggest that is not the totality of who he is but, now. But here's here's the problem I have with right, all. Go, go ahead, Sharma first. Right, and to, to Dan's point, right? If you're going to say, if you're going to apologize for a poor, you know, for poor judgment or a bad action in your past by saying you're a better person now, you need to demonstrate that you're a better person now, right? And Ralph Northam did not demonstrate, you know, Correct. through his bumbling reactions that he's a better person now. Okay, okay, but but again, at the same time, there are people, regardless of what his reaction would have been, literally on Friday they were calling for his head, and he had given at that point the right rea- the, the right response. There's, there's, I mean, is this a situation of which is worse? Does the response kill his career or the actual actions that it kill his career? Well, you know, so... It's both. It's both in conjunction. Sometimes, And sometimes the action may be bad enough that that kills it, right? It, there are plenty You're of... going to have people who, re, who have a knee-jerk reaction to any headline that exactly comes across what I was the say. without Ad, actually reading it. Ad, Admiral Ken. That's exactly what I was going to say, Shermley. I mean, there will always be people who have a knee-jerk reaction to things. And, and and quite frankly, you know, certain certain people in the White House today are basically trying to govern based on the knee-jerk reactions of people. Uh, calm heads, adults are supposed to be able to do approach issues like this with reason. We didn't there, see there, that. there are people in this White House that have actually come out against but, what North what North well, of yeah, but, but did. They, they've got no credibility. The, yeah, got no, credibility. <laughs> no, no, no. But here's the funny thing about it: is you look at you look at like the Virginia Republican Party was calling for the removal of Governor Northam that Friday. And, and I'm sitting there going, wait a minute. None that's, of, does anybody see the irony in that? Yeah. That yeah, 30 and, years and, ago, and they again, all would have been and, in and those again, outfits? No, while celebrating Robert E. Lee's birthday. No, no credibility from, from them whatsoever. But the bottom line is that there will always be people who have a knee-jerk reaction. And some of them have got microphones just like we do. And the fact of the matter is, you got to basically, you got to turn. Hopefully, there's adults in the room that can approach this rationally and reasonably. Speaking of adults in the room, Alan Moore. Oh, so, uh, oh, <laughs> no, but I don't know if I. That's a heavy mantle. Um, uh, but, but, but Ken said something in the in the earlier segment, which is I think is really important, and and uh, and that is that sometimes the most powerful advocates for change positive change are people who have had a troubled journey, who have made significant mistakes. And we're talking about race and people who grew up in in racist environments, did racist things, um, hate the fact that they did those things, hate the evidence that they did those things, wish there was a way to deny it or own it and say, I'm going to devote a portion of my life to correcting things that I believed that were wrong, of trying to make amends for things that I did that were wrong and that are embarrassing. And when we run people out of town at first blush of a mistake made 20, 30 years ago, we 
we put ourselves in in the holier than thou position, which is always dangerous, and the don't throw stones if you live in glass houses, because many people have things that they wish they could have had back in a world of social media. Oh, my God, can you imagine 10, 20 years from now, the stuff that people posted on Instagram or Facebook that they're going to have to explain? Um and and and, and you need uh, to take those it, nude pictures down. You know, it takes a it it it, it takes a big person and, and some humility, but 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 some people that were mentioned earlier who were politicians um, have have been heroic champions of good things built on a very shaky early base of 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 horrendous views and activities. And we, we, we need to find space. We need to find room for people to make amends for early mistakes. Um, some mist- early mistakes are not really forgivable, but I think in, in, in this field, um, uh, there, there ought to be room for people who are willing to own up to their mistakes and, and desirous of making change. I mean... This situation, I mean, what, what what baffles my mind is on this is this is coming up more and more. And I mean, this we haven't even touched on the fact that the outlet that brought this to light, both on Ralph Northam and the situation with uh, Justin Fairfax, is a hugely alt-right news source called uh, BigLeaguePolitics.org or .com. Uh, not again, not to be confused with background politics, which is a totally legit source of opinion. Also, big league. Uh, we're very big league. We're biggie. We're bigly. I mean, here's but, the thing: is but we should. But discounting the source for the fact of the matter is the thing is true. Right? It, no, it is true. But the thing about it is, you know, and again, you know, we, we have a situation like, for example, we this is getting national attention. What didn't get the big national attention was the fact that. Just in January, literally 20 days into office, the Secretary of State of Florida was bounced because there was a picture of him in blackface at a hurricane party in New Orleans being dressed up in blackface like a Katrina survivor. Uh, This is going to be happening more and more. The question is... Yeah, but, but that's to everyone's point. It, for comp- political comparison, that was like 20 minutes ago. And by the way, he was also going after victims of a natural disaster in the process. So him getting bounced is equivalency of real time. Let me be clear. I'm completely down. No, 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 no. Let me. No, let if me Northam be clear. had taken that picture as governor, or even 15 months no, 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 ago, no, 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 no. everyone would be like, "Dude, you got to go." And Secretary go now. of State. First of all, <laughs> let me clarify: the Secretary of State of Florida. That picture was taken when he was in college back in the nine. Uh, back in no, 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 no. It was ten years ago. Ten years ago. No, he was not in college. What was he? He was an adult. Yeah, I guess yeah. he was an adult yeah. then. But still, it was ten years ago. Not yeah, immediately. Comparatively, fifteen minutes in, in in political terms. Is is it? Yeah. Certainly far beyond the point where blackface was considered acceptable in our society. Yeah. Well, uh, first of all, blackface is blackface wasn't considered acceptable in 1984. Let's be clear about that. But there were blackface uh, parties in colleges all over the country right and that? Halloween costumes. What was that, Charmaine? I said, didn't the movie Soul Man come out in the 80s? Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, that is wow! I didn't even know how to even respond to that, but yes, it yeah, did. It you're, did. You're, you're, it, you're right. It, it, it was a horrible movie yeah, for those of see, you. Yeah. And C. Thomas Howell's career was pretty much shot after that. Um, yeah, you know his name. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, he was in a he, he was in Red Dawn. Come on, dude. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Come on. Uh, that being said, <laughs> <laughs> what was this about going into the woods on something? Yet you are referencing Red Dawn. What? Re- <laughs> Who doesn't reference Red Dawn? Classic. <laughs> Wolverines! Anyway, with that in mind. Because Mexico is actually invading. That's it where Trump Cuba. got it from. It was Cuba. It was Cuba. It was Cuba. Oh, all right. Wow, your pop culture references suck. Red Dawn was not a good movie. Bit of doll- it, it, doesn't, it didn't have to. There were so many bad movies Bit during that time. Better dial it up there, new dad. Better yeah. dial it up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to recommend Uncle Buck, number one. We need to deep six these movies. <laughs> Anyway. The Incredibles 2 is what my kids are going to be watching. Uh, that's a good movie. Anyway, with that in mind, uh, look, we're going to continue to monitor this. Follow us on Twitter as we continue to follow the uh, drama coming out of the state capitol in Richmond. Uh, but I, I do want, it does bring up a good point, and I, I do want to think about this for a future in-depth show, is this whole idea of the ambush journalism that we're seeing. You know, Was this real journalism by, by big league politics, or was this ambush by an alt-right source to get after him for his comments well, on abortion. So this this was I I don't I'd never heard of this group, but they were given this information ostensibly, and this this occurred earlier. There were some people supposedly, reportedly that that went to to, to medical school with him who were very offended by the remarks he made on WTOP radio right here, here in Washington D.C. on a on a talk to the gov. Uh, a regular program that they do where he was asked to comment on this this late-term abortion uh, relevant issue, and he messed up his answer and provided some fodder for people to go crazy, and it was apparently one of his classmates who knew about that picture who sent it to that site. They put it out there. Who allegedly is hugely it, alt-right, by the way. Well, I didn't yeah, say no, but, no, no, but, 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 but it's, what was relevant is that the page was real, as we now know, and that same that same source was the one that that got that reported the story of this charge against Justin uh, against Justin Fairfax. Right. So so let's think about this. So you so I, I lived in Alexandria when when Northam was elected. I mean my 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 transition to Florida is fairly recent. So here is uh, a, a race that was won by a Democrat against a Republican darling, Bill Gillespie. And so some some number of months down the road. Uh, an alt-right um, source, uh, political source, uh, comes up with some ammunition against a Democrat. Okay, so who in this room think that's think thinks that's weird? I mean, it's not. This is what this is what we do to each other. This is what we do to each other. And it just so happens that this time, when they threw mud against the wall, it stuck. It stuck. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, welcome to welcome to Washington D.C., baby, and welcome to the NFL. I, I mean, the, the best political operators, as far as the ones who really play, I mean, this tactics. should have been discovered. This should have been discovered before he even announced. Oh, no, ab- absolutely. And the fact that this went this went from finding to usage, um, there was no higher it, no higher brain function involved with this. That said, there is there are things that have. So Jim Jordan, what he briefly thought he was going to be the next speaker of the House. Uh, and his uh, his wrestling coaching career his, came into question. His wrestling coaching career came into question. I am 
absolutely certain this was Republican on Republican crime. That was sitting in somebody's file going, uh-uh, I, 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 he, this, th- that's my job, buddy, and slid something right across the t- table. That, that kind of stuff, when you really have somebody playing brass knuckles politics, they don't use it right away. They hold it right. until the ideal moment. And right. Jordan is never going One, uh, going, right. to, going to be what, the leader of the Republican we Party. Got, we got about a minute. We got a minute and a half left before I have to close out the show. One word answer: Does Ralph Northam hold off and remain governor? Alan Moore, no. Admiral Ken, nope. Dan, um, I, the only question is how long, but no. Charmla. Sorry, what was the question? <laughs> never mind, Charmla. You got to stay with me. You got to stay with me, Charm. Really. Give her a break. Charm, the the, the question was whether Northam's able to hang on as governor. Probably not. Okay. (laughs) We knew the answer's going to be, but we might as well go with it. Hey, uh, special thanks to our hosts here. Uh, Oscar, Charlie, Charlie, we hope you feel better. Get get well, my friend. Uh, Rob, the engineer behind the glass, thank you as always for keeping us honest. Audrey Howerton out at our non-disclosed location in upstate New York. We love you. We miss you. Hope to see you soon. On behalf of Dan Lipner, Sharma Chari up in New York, Admiral Ken Caradine, Alan Moore, and I'm your host and moderator, Justin Russell. We will be back again for the best political talk show you've never heard of, Backroom Politics, from Podcast Village in Upper Georgetown, Washington, D.C. You can follow us on Twitter, at Backroom Politics. You can go to our website, download all of our historical shows, backroompolitics.org. You can also follow us on Instagram. We're getting modern. And uh, also, you can uh, email us your comments and concerns. Justin at backroompolitics.org. We will see you next time, America. Thanks for listening.